Would you turn with me to a couple of openings this morning? Scripture we've been looking at for some weeks now on our series called Honor to Whom Honor. First Samuel, the second chapter. Romans, the 13th chapter. If you didn't bring a Bible with you, we have extra Bibles. Be glad to let you use one of ours. Hold up your hand. Turn to 1 Samuel 2 and Romans 13. In 1 Samuel 2, Eli and his sons were the high priests, the ministers over the house of God. And uh, the Lord had warned him to do something with his boys because they were, the Bible said they were sons of Belial. They were so disrespectful. They stole the offerings. They abused the ministry and God's people. And he warned them. And uh, Eli didn't do anything about it. Now judgment has come. You know the Bible said if you don't judge yourself. You'll be judged. Oh but the good news is if you'll judge yourself. <laughs> it's under the blood. And uh, even though you sowed it. You don't have to reap it. Because Jesus reaped it for you. Hmm? Someone said, well, you sowed it, you're going to have to reap it. Not if Jesus reaped it for you. Anybody in here sin and come short of the glory of God? You going to hell? You sowed it? <laughs> I'm not going. How about you? I'm, I'm, somebody say, I'm not going. Come, I'm not going. Even though I sowed it, you know, and deserve it. Why? Because Jesus reaped what I sowed. He took it. He went and you're in my place. Now, if you won't repent, then yeah, you'll have to reap what you sowed. If you don't repent and get under the blood, but thank God you can be forgiven and cleansed and therefore not deserving of the punishment and the judgment. So they didn't though, and now judgment is coming. And uh, he told him in 1 Samuel 2 and, and 29, he said, you honored your sons Above me. And verse 30. 1 Samuel 2.30. He said. I said indeed that your house and the house of your father. Should walk before me forever. But now the Lord says. Be it far from me. Obviously. You can receive even some precious things of the Lord. And if you don't appreciate them and treat them right. You can lose them. Even though you were supposed to have them and enjoy them forever. He said, you, you were supposed to have this, your sons and your sons' sons and their sons and sons' sons after them. But he said, now, no, uh-uh, be it far from me. Because those that honor me are the ones I'm going to honor. And those that despise me, which is what they had done, shall be lightly esteemed. Say that last phrase out loud with me, please. For them that honor me, I will honor. And they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Do you believe that if you honor the Lord, he will honor you? Are you interested in him honoring you? A lot of times people are almost hesitant to answer that. They're like, oh, you know, I'm not seeking the Lord to honor me. You should be. We need mind renewal in these areas. If you're hesitant about that, you're at the right place this morning. Because we're going to get into that from the word. You should very earnestly be seeking and desiring the honor 
that comes from God. Romans 13, if you'd turn there. Romans 13 and 7. What is it, the God's Word translation that we've been looking at in that one? He said, pay everyone what you owe them. Everybody say, pay up. (laughs) If you owe it. Don't try to get out of it. Believe God to help you to pay it. So a lot of people spend more time praying, trying to get God to help them get out of it. But he told you to pay. So instead of trying to believe to get out of it, you need to believe for him to give you what you need so you can pay it. That's in line with the scriptures. Pay what you owe. If you owe taxes, well, that covered a lot of ground, didn't it? So I said, surely not. Do you know what they're spending that tax money on? Do you know this? Hey, I don't believe my taxes go for that. That's somebody else's that doesn't care. Somebody that's going to cuss and fuss. My taxes go to things that matter. That the country really needs and troops really need and infrastructure and, and good stuff. The other people that cuss and complain, that's their taxes that they're blowing and wasting. <laughs> if you owe taxes, pay them. Pay up. If you owe someone respect, pay your respect. Respect that person. If you owe someone honor, pay the honor. Honor that person. So this is a different mentality than the world has. The Bible tells you and I that we owe certain people respect and honor. Just like you owe money or owe taxes, we owe it to them. And it's not based on how we feel or what they've done or haven't done. So many times people, when you start talking about respect... They immediately think, well, yeah, uh, I don't get the proper respect. And you need to respect me. And in fact, you will respect me in my house. You, you will respect me in my place. And so they demand respect. And that does not work. It never works. And you're not supposed to do it at all. Well, they have to show me respect. They never have to show you respect. Criminals sometimes say, well, I'll stick my pistol in your face and you show me some respect. No, you might intimidate and scare somebody and they might do something uh, out of fear for their life. That's got nothing to do with respect and honor. No. True honor is a heart thing. It comes from the heart. And it can only be freely given. Voluntarily. The free will given. Elsewise, it is not honor. It is not the real thing. In Isaiah, if you'd look there, they'll put it up on the screen for us. I believe it's the 29th chapter and the 13th verse. Isaiah 29 and 13. Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as this people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, But have removed their heart far from me. And their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. Now this is quoted again by Jesus in Matthew and Mark and Luke. a number of times in the New Testament. He said they're honoring me with their lips. 
But their heart is way away from me. It's not there. So real honor is not just lip service. It's not just saying we respect you and yes sir and yes ma'am and oh that's great. And you can say all kind of stuff and have no honor in your heart. Honor has to do with valuing. The, the literal Hebrew is heavy. And heavy has to do with back with when you paid for stuff with precious metals. And the way that they said it cost X amount, you had to pull out the scale and put this X amount of weight on it. And you had to put that much gold on this side uh, to, to balance it. And then you, could, you, bought, you bought it. Well, if it was really expensive, you had to put heavy, <laughs> heavy on there to buy it. And uh, when something, when we honor something, that thing, that person is valuable to us. We fix a high value on it or them. We prize them. We prize it. To despise is the exact opposite. Is to say it's not worth much or it's worth nothing. That's what despising means. So it's not just what you say, oh yeah, that's great, yeah, that, that's important. You can say all kind of stuff, but it not be in your heart. If it's in your heart, if honor is in your heart, when you see them or hear about them or it, immediately it strikes you and you go, oh, that's important. That's precious. That's valuable. And it does affect the way you talk about them and to them. But it affects how you treat them. And every time you think about or hear, uh, it comes up in you because it's in your heart. You value that. That's what honor is. When you hear about God, should something come up in you? Should you think, oh, he is the greatest. <laughs> he, is, uh, he is the greatest. The God who created the heavens and the earth and everything. The God who made me and gives me my, my breath and my life and my brightness of mind. And he didn't just make me. He also redeemed me by the blood of the Lamb. And he's made me a part of his eternal family. And, and you, I mean, when you hear anything to do with God, I mean, inside you ought to come to attention and think precious, precious, important. Not just, not just talk, not just lip service. Something in the heart. And so anybody or anything that the Lord says is important, that's good enough for you. If it's important to him, it's important to you. So you, you affix and assign a high value to it and them. You prize them or it. Give honor, pay honor to those to whom it is due. Value those the Lord tells you to value. Now, Go with me, please, to uh, John, book of John, the eighth chapter, John chapter eight, and verse 49. Jesus, well, verse 48, excuse me, back up to 48. Uh, The Jews said, didn't we say right and well that you are Samaritan? Well, they're insulting the Samaritans and Jesus, or trying to. You're a Samaritan, and you got a devil. Now think about it. Looking at the Lord Jesus, 
telling him he's got a devil. Verse 49. Jesus said, I don't have a devil. I'm honoring my father. And you are dishonoring me. Verse 50. I seek not my own glory. I want you to say that out loud a couple of times. I seek not my own glory. Close your eyes and say it again. I seek not my own glory. One more time. I seek not my own glory. He said there is one that seeks. Seeks my glory. And judges. He's talking about the father. The father. Go back to the. uh, Let's see, is it the fifth chapter? No, 54th verse right here at this same chapter. That's right. Skip down to verse 54. No, 554. There you go. Thank you. Jesus said, if I honor myself. Let's just stop. What did he just get through saying? I don't do that. I don't seek my own honor. I don't honor myself. Should we follow his example? Absolutely. Do you reckon you have ever sought your own honor? Let me help you out. (laughs) The answer is yes. (laughs) Repeatedly. (laughs) I say, well, I don't know, Brother Keith. uh, Yes, yes. You. Yes. I assure you. Repeatedly. Further we get into it, I believe you'll see it. You, me, we have. And it's not good. It's bad. And we need to stop it. We need to act like the master. What did he do? He said, I I don't seek my own glory. He said, if I honor myself, what? My honor is nothing. What if you honor yourself? It's nothing. If I honor myself... My honor is nothing. It is my Father that honors me. Is that in agreement with our text? What if you honor the Lord? Is that good? That He honors you? Do you want Him to honor you? Yes, yes, yes. Is it okay for you to honor yourself? No. No. Is it good for Him to honor you? The best. He said, it's my father that honors me, of whom you say he's your God. I mean, their their whole life uh, was immersed in the the teaching and expounding of the law and the prophets. And they're supposed to be God's men and women. And he's saying, you say he's your God. But see, uh, he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. And they hated him. So it's possible to be just as religious as can be and yet not know anything about God. Not know God at all. Back up, if you would, to the uh, seventh chapter. Seventh chapter of John. And the 18th verse, John seven eighteen, Jesus said, He that speaks of himself seeks his own glory. How can you tell that somebody is seeking their own glory 
and trying to honor their self. They speak of themselves. Now that means more than one thing. They speak from themselves as a source and they speak of themselves as a subject. Both of those are true. He that speaks of himself seeks his own glory. But he that seeks his glory that sent him, the same is true and no unrighteousness is in him. What would be an example of you speaking of yourself and seeking your own honor and glory? Yeah, obviously the, the bragging, but it covers a lot more territory. What is honor? How do, how do you honor something? We just spent several minutes on it. Value. So if you're seeking your own honor, what are you trying to do? You're trying to let people know your value. To them, to their situation. It comes out a number of ways. But it's accompanied by a sense of failing to be appreciated. They just don't appreciate me like they should. Well, how, how much should they appreciate you? Oh. <laughs> they just don't know what I do around here. They, they don't know. Well, now stop right here. Who, who are they talking about? Their self. Why? They're seeking their own, uh, you know, being appreciated and valued and being honored. And trying to educate those around about them <laughs> as to their great value and worth. And that they're being overlooked. And undervalued. And underappreciated. And so the obvious way to fix that. Is to tell people. (laughs) How valuable. You really are. And if you think about it. Too much. You'll say it. It'll come out. You might hide it and cover it up for a long time, but the pressure will get too much and you out it'll come. Well, well I, I hadn't said anything for a long time. <laughs> but y'all just don't know what I do around here. You don't know what it takes to do this. The effort it takes. And even if you don't come out and say it, the implication is, if I wasn't here, this thing would come apart. (laughs) Now, you're groaning and shaking your head, but you know, you know people feel this way. Whether they say it outright or not, they're like, man, if I wasn't in this house, this thing wouldn't last three weeks. I'm telling you. Nobody knows what to do around here without me. Ask me a thousand questions a day. And have you done this? And mama this? And mama that? And daddy this? And daddy that? And honey this? And honey that? And and I just do it nonstop. And do they appreciate it? No. I don't think so. 
I don't know how long it's been since any of them told me. I sure appreciate you and, and what you do. I just don't, I just don't think they, they appreciate what I do. Do they need to? People say, hmm, really? Based on what scripture? Do they need to in order for you to continue to do it? Jesus says, I don't seek my own glory. Didn't he? Is that what you should do? People say, well, I... They just don't appreciate me around here. They don't know what they're to do without me. But they just act like I'm going to always be here and I'm just supposed to do everything. Well, maybe you are supposed to do it. What is your job? What would you be doing if you weren't doing that? Nothing? You going to quit? Going to quit life? Quit God? You ought to be thankful that you can do something. A lot of people don't have the strength, nor the mind, nor the health, nor the resources, nor the opportunity. You ought to be thankful that you can work hard. That you can get a lot done. Somebody wants you to. Hmm? You ought to be thankful. You ought to be glad. Don't you think so? You should be thankful. Somebody say thankful. Are you thankful? You know folks pray and then they just get all twisted around. Oh God use me. Oh God, if you just use me some way. Oh God, here I am, spirit, soul, and mind. Here am I. Send me, use me. Lord, if you just use me. And he's gracious enough to hear their prayer and, and give them a place and, and let them do something. And sometimes it's not a few months that they're going, you know, I just feel like I'm being used. <laughs> Duh. You said you wanted to be. You. What do you want? <laughs> I just feel like they're taking advantage of me. Using me. And the problem is. Is they're not acknowledging you enough. To suit you. And they're not publishing. Your great value. To the enterprise. They're not making everybody aware. Of what tremendous contribution you are making and that you are basically the axle that the wheel is turning on. (laughs) Probably a good thing you didn't know this is going to be the message for you came today. What if they don't acknowledge you? What if they don't? I mean, you work yourself silly and nobody acts like you were there. It's good for you. You need it. It's good for you. But they go a whole month and not even notice you're there. Because you'll find out where you are. Won't you? Stuff will come up in you. 
and you start feeling a little offended and a little hurt and a little annoyed, that's you having a problem. <laughs> Not them. That's you. And it's time to pull out the nails and the hammer and crucify some flesh. Come on now, y'all with me or not? The first little thought or feeling or twinge come. You know, they didn't even acknowledge me. Where's my hammer? Where's my nail? Well, they hadn't mentioned me, I guess, in six weeks. Hammer! Where's the hammer? Give me a boom! Shut up, flesh. You better be thankful that you can be used anywhere. Shut up! Shut up. Nobody needs to acknowledge you. Nobody needs to call your name. They got important stuff to do besides think about you. Besides all that, I'm not doing it unto them. Go to Ephesians, please. See, the reason people are so sensitive and so easily hurt and all this is because they are not doing things as unto the Lord. They are doing it unto people and for people's attention. And they're very insecure. And they crave the acknowledgement. In fact, they feel like they need it. And, and some, it's sad that even from some pulpits and people who teach that, well, you need this and you should have this. And it's contrary to the Bible. I'm going to prove it to you in just a few minutes. Well, Brother Keith, we all need this. Contrary to the Bible. I'm going to show you in just a moment. We've got to grow up, guys. People are spending entirely too much of their life being hurt and mad and offended and upset and quitting and flat jumping out of the plan of God. Because somebody didn't treat them a certain way and didn't acknowledge them. There's a whole lot of people, if you don't pack up, pat them on the back and tell them how wonderful they are at least twice a week, they'll quit. They will quit. And that's not right. That's not God. It's not the Word. Ephesians. Oh, we're having fun now, aren't we? <laughs> Ephesians 6. <laughs> hey it applies to me just as much as it does you uh, this is all of us we're all in the same boat you want to be free though yes. how'd you like to be free yes. just go week after week and month after month without getting your little feelings hurt yes. I'm talking about twice as many happy days yes. per month just, just no matter what happens or doesn't happen, you are just happy as can be. You just, they, 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 if they never acknowledge you, you're just happy, just the same. You're just happy, happy, just so glad to be here. <laughs> just so glad that I can get up and do something for the Lord today. Just so glad. Why wouldn't you feel that way? Why? Why? That's the right way to feel. Ephesians 6 and 5, 6 and 5, servants, that also applies to employees, and helpers, 
Be obedient. Well, that's a politically incorrect word, isn't it? <laughs> obedient. <laughs> oh, no, people don't like that word. Ooh, that's harsh, Brother Keith. Huh? <laughs> obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh with fear and trembling in singleness of your heart. What? What? This is talking about how you're acting and interacting with people that are over you. You're responding to them and acting with them, but you're doing it as unto Christ. Somebody say, as unto Christ. Say it again, as unto Christ. You reacted to them a certain way and you did something with them, but it wasn't just because of them and who they are and what they are. You gave honor to whom honor was due, but it wasn't because you were so impressed with them necessarily. You did it because of the Lord. You did it as unto, as as though you're doing it to and for the Lord, because you are. Do you see this, friends? Verse 6, not with eye service as men pleasers. But as the servants of Christ, that means you do the same whether they're watching you or whether they're not. With, uh, not with our services, men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart. So that's where the real honor is, isn't it? Doing the will of God from the heart. With good will, doing service. How? As to the Lord and not To men, as to the Lord, as to the Lord. Phyllis and I had the privilege of serving, helping Brother Kenneth Hagin and Miss Aretha for years. And uh, I had people ask me sometimes, he'd call, I'd run. I'd run. I'd run out of my seat and run up the platform. I didn't want him waiting on me. We'd run, go get the car, do this and do that. And they'd say, man, you must really love them. I said, we do, but that's not the main thing, reason I'm doing it. Are y'all with me, friends? Because no matter how much you love people, over years, relationships have high points and not as high. And and if you're just doing something for that person, it's not going to be enough. If you're just doing something for that person, well, I just live for my husband. That's not enough. I just live for my wife and my family. Not enough. It's not enough. Well, you just don't know how much I love them. I'm telling you. No. It's great that you do. But you need something stronger. You need something stronger to keep you steady. I'm talking about decade after decade. Your whole life. Yeah, you love them. But you're not just doing it for them. You're not just doing it to them. You're not just doing it for them. You're doing this not as unto men, but as unto the Lord. Oh, can you see this, friends? In Colossians, he says it again, a little bit different way. Colossians 3 and 24, I think it is. Colossians 3, 20, well, 23, excuse me, 23. Whatsoever you do, do it what? Heartily. As to the Lord. And not to men. Somebody say not to men. men. 
Well, so then if you don't get the reaction and response and appreciation for the men, you won't even notice it. Because you weren't doing it for that. And so when people get upset, if they don't get that, what does that reveal? That's what they were doing it for that. That's why they got so upset when they didn't get it. Because they were expecting in their mind, they're thinking while they're doing it. Boy, they'll really appreciate this. Boy, they'll really appreciate this. And so I worked all day and I worked all night. And I did the best I've ever done. They'll really appreciate this. And when they look at it and go, oh yeah, that's okay, bye. And you go, hmm, hmm. Excuse me. I poured my heart into that. I gave my everything. So, who were you doing it for? You were not doing it unto the Lord. You were doing it unto them. And you weren't just giving it as a free gift. It was a trade. You're going to give them this. And they're going to give you acknowledgement and appreciation and love. So you're not doing it to the Lord. Doing it under, under them. And the more carnal you are, God who's spirit and you can't see, he's not very real to you. People who are flesh and bone and you can see, they're real to you. So you're going for what you can see. I want something from him. I want something from her. And I deserve to have it. It's just right. There's some people that won't pass you a pencil. Without holding on to the other end of it. <laughs> pass me that pencil. Hold on. Was there something you wanted to say? Oh. Thank you. Sure appreciate it. <laughs> should brother Keith no you're not supposed to let yourself think about that at all you got no right and no business thinking about them valuing you and appreciating you that is you seeking your own glory and it's not okay ever now I'm not, I didn't say it was bad to tell somebody you appreciate them that's the other side of this we're talking about you expecting it and needing it that's not okay Sure, you know, there are times the Lord can speak to us through other people. I've had him deal with me. Go tell him this and that, you know, from me. And so really it was him honoring them. It was through a human vessel. But even at that, they don't need to look at me. Hmm? Because I'm not the one they're serving. I'm not, I'm not him. Quiet in here. Go with me back to John, 6th chapter. John 6. Are we still talking about honor to whom honor is due? Well, we just found out who it's not due to. (laughs) You must not let yourself think it's due you from men. Must not. John Six, six, and I believe it's uh, 15. 
6.15. They came to Jesus. And they're going to make him king. They have decided he is the man. They saw the miracles. They saw the amazing things. And they said they're going to come. And they're not going to ask him to be king. They're going to make him king whether he wants to be or not. By force. And uh, so he left. (laughs) He just left. They're going to have a coronation party for him. He's not there. (laughs) They gathered everybody together. Oh, it's going to be great. We're going to put Jesus in charge of everything. He's going to be king. Where is he? (laughs) We got the band. We got, you, you know, the food's catered. Where's Jesus? He left. And he went to a mountain so he could be by himself. Alone. He's got a a huge crowd of adoring fans. And he don't want to be there anymore. He leaves. Goes goes way up away in the mountain so he can just be right by himself. And how many know yet he's not by himself, he's with the Father. Right? He obviously didn't care too much about their praise and accolades. Look in the fifth chapter, 41st verse. 541, Jesus made this statement, I received not honor from men. You ever thought much about that phrase? What did Jesus say? I don't receive it from men. Do you? <laughs> Should you be like him? Or like you? I mean, I receive not honor from men. Is that a good way to be? Keep reading. He said, I know you. You've not the love of God in you. Skip down to verse 44. Well, what was 43? Did I skip that too fast? I'm come in my Father's name and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name. Now, now how do you know somebody's seeking their own glory? They speak of themselves. And they come telling you how wonderful and amazing they are and how much you need them and And uh, he said, if somebody comes like that, you'll receive him. Verse 44. How can you believe which receive honor one of another? And you seek not the honor that comes from God only. He said, "I, I don't receive the honor that comes from men. He sought The honor from the Father. We need mind renewal. There's something about you that wants that. That wants the acknowledgement. That wants the appreciation. That wants the praise and the honor. And did you know that's okay? It's okay. You're just not supposed to look for it from other men. 
You're supposed to look to God for it. You're supposed to be hungry for his approval. Do you need his approval? Absolutely. (laughs) Do you care what he thinks every moment of every day? Do you want him to be pleased with you? Absolutely. Yes. You want him to honor you? Yes. Did you know the Bible says at the end, he's going to praise our faith? God is going to praise our faith? Jesus did it on the earth, didn't he? I'm getting strange looks across the crowd. It's all in the Bible. in the book. Jesus said, I hadn't found faith like this in all Israel. This, boys, is faith. He never changes. You know what he's going to do with you one day? He's going to say, this boy trusted me in this situation, in that situation. This woman stood up when other people cried and quit. She stood up and she trusted me and she believed that he's going to praise you. Going to honor you. Do you care about that? Do you want that? Yes, yes, you do. And if you get focused on that, then you quit seeking men's honor. Look in the second chapter of John. John 2. 23. 2.23. When Jesus was at Jerusalem at the Passover in the feast, many believed in his name when they saw the miracles, which he did. Verse 24. But Jesus did not commit himself to them. He didn't give himself over to them and make himself dependent on them. Because he knew all men. Verse 25. And what? Say it out loud. He he what? He what? He didn't need it. Needed not that any should testify of man. For he knew, let me say it like this, what it was worth. He knew what was in them and what it was worth. You read both in in his life and ministry and in Paul's life and ministry and others in the book of Acts. I mean, you see more than once that one day he's the greatest thing in town and the next day they want to kill him. You talk about fickle. And changing with the breeze. Human support and adoration. I mean, do you remember? There were, I mean, masses of people around him. We just got through reading about part. They're ready. And this is right before what I'm talking about happened. They want to come and make him king of everybody around there. Masses of people. And he gets up and preaches one message on eat my flesh and drink my blood. (laughs) you remember that and he lost thousands of them the Bible said they never came back they left and said this is crazy what kind of message is this we can't hear this they left and never came back 
I mean, that morning they thought Jesus hung the moon and the stars. He was everything rolled together. And that evening, like, you going back to the meeting? No, I ain't going back. What kind of message was that? Drink my blood. He's off. If human beings are repeatedly that fickle and changeable, why would we put so much stock in their approval rating and make ourselves so dependent and needy on them saying good job? Listen to Young's literal translation. Young's literal translation, verse 24. Jesus himself was not trusting himself to them because of his knowing all men. He knew what to trust and what not to trust in. And he knew he wasn't going to put his future and the basis of his success in these people's hands of them approving him and liking him or not. Verse 25. Because he had no need. Oh, I like that. He had no need. He didn't need it. People say, well, yeah, but Brother Keith, that's Jesus. He's the Son of God. No, listen. The Bible said he emptied himself. He laid aside his power and glory as God and became just like other men. He's operating just like you and I have to. And if he didn't need it, we don't have to need it. And it is freedom not to need it. I know as a preacher, and any of you preachers can identify with this, the devil is a a persistent, sorry cuss. I told Phyllis the other day, when when he gets his judgment, I ain't going to shed a tear. I'm just going to say, the Lord is righteous. (laughs) He's got it coming. But you know, in in endeavoring to minister the word of God from the first time I ever uh, endeavored to, till this day. Over and over and over, you you do you study and pray till you fall out of your chair and preach your heart at everything you know, and the devil come and say that was lousy. You know, and you you come, you walk out the back, and you try to go home, and and, and these thoughts come. Yeah, you didn't do this, and you didn't do that, and uh, how are they going to understand that? And, I mean, you just mumbled and fumbled, and and you did this, and, and any preachers know what I'm talking about? You just that was that, and try to try to make you feel bad. And uh, the tendency, if you yield to it, would be to be insecure. And so the response of that is to ask everybody, how did I do? <laughs> was that okay? How, how did I do? They tell you, oh, it was great, it was good. And you go, oh, are you just saying that? <laughs> it's just, <laughs> what are you looking for? What are you looking for? How, how was that? Man, I've seen, I don't mean just a couple of three. I mean all kind of preachers and ministers. First thing they do, they start pulling for that, you know. Uh, how was it? Was it okay? And, and you can tell they're not just saying that. They need it. They need some. So well, we, we, well, yeah, they need it. And we all need it. And we just, Jesus said he didn't need it. Somebody ought to be happy in here today. We're talking about getting free. We're talking about getting free from something that'll chew you up in little pieces every day if you let it. What you and I should care about is did the Lord, was he pleased with it? 
Was it acceptable to him? Did it please him? If it didn't please him, he's good. He's kind. He'll forgive us. He'll help us. We don't have to stay down over it. He's he's also very gracious and kind. I remember years ago, must have been 20 some years ago, I was coming back from uh, Central America on a mission trip we'd been on. We'd had some good things happen. And I'm just sitting there, a little bit tired, looking out the window, commercial jetliner, and uh, resting. And uh, the Lord said to me, I don't mean to heard a voice, but inside me, he said, thank you, Keith, for going and doing that. I thought, I didn't hear that right. That's, that's just me. And, then, and I thought, no, you know better. He said again, thank you, Keith. You did a good job. Thank you. I thought, wow, God told me a good job. I said, thank you for letting me go. That is worth more than a million men and women's good job. Tell me what you'd rather have. You'd rather have a good job than a pat on the back. I'm not saying you can't ever say that and do that. You understand what I'm saying or not? I'm not saying you can't do that. I'm saying you don't need to require it and look for it and pull for it. You, you rather have somebody pat you on the back and say good job and they may not really have a clue what you did or didn't do and they may not, they may not care less tomorrow or day after tomorrow. Or would you rather have from the one who knows exactly what happened, who knows your heart, And everything about it. And for him to look at you and say. Well done. Well done. Good and faithful servant. And do you know that men's words will fall to the ground. And nobody will remember them next week sometimes. But his words. His words. His approval. His well done. Is in front of all the saints. And for eternity. And it will be on us like a crown. And like a garment. Generation after generation to come. Somebody say I seek not. The glory of men. I don't seek. To honor myself. I seek. To please my father. I seek. His glory. His honor. And that's all I need. I don't need the other. I need his. Tell me what's the good news. What did he say? If you would honor him. What did he He said he would honor you. And that's all you need. That's more than you need. Can you say glory to God? Everybody stand on your feet. Oh praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Lift up your hands. Thank Him. Thank Him for loving you, using you. Oh, hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Oh, thank you. Praise you, thank you. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.